love you. Amen. Wonderful to be with you again. And as Pastor said, I, I'm a part of you. My attendance isn't real good, but I'm, uh, I'm always, I feel so privileged to be a part of you. Uh, and I just love the family of God. I love the body of Christ because there's a cohesiveness that God ties us all together. And it's just, it's just wonderful. It's amazing. Um, as Pastor said, the book uh, on the bulletin, this was not planned, but this book was, wasn't supposed to be released until March 15th, but they sent me a box the other day, so you can hear the voice of God. It's revised, expanded, it's freshened up, it's new, it's uh, about 10 different ways you hear from God, but my favorite statement in the book is, if you look for the spectacular, you'll miss the supernatural. God is talking 24-7. He loves to talk to us. He loves to communicate to us. So those are on the table out there, and it's just, uh, I'm just excited. I just, the love of God and the presence of God is just here extra heavy duty this morning. And we're going to have a five o'clock service tonight. We're just going to have a kind of a prophetic flow, so you're all welcome to come to that. Um, uh, my sister Marty told me about a study that was out um, it says, women who are a little overweight seem to live longer than the men who mention it. Uh, but um, I just love that. Um, this morning my title, my theme is something God has really spoken to me. That, but basically this, God wants to be your friend. God wants to have a relationship with you, with everyone. I had this dream a couple weeks ago, and I was, the dream was real simple, but I was talking to a businessman, and I was opening the scriptures and showing him how much God loved him and how much God wasn't holding his sins against him and how much God wants, wanted fellowship with him. And the man just was having such a struggle grasping it. He, in the dream, he just, ah, I just don't think so. And then right before I woke up, the Lord said, I want you to write a book about that I want a relationship with my people. And so I'm working on that. But a statement a friend of mine made years ago was, Jesus didn't die to get you into heaven. Jesus died to get you into a relationship with God. How, uh, how ridiculous would it be for a woman to say, I've met this guy, and, uh, you know, I'm not sure I love him, but he's got a great house. I just can't wait to move in his house, you know? And that's kind of the way we present Christianity, you know. Uh, if you know God, you get to go to heaven. But it's not about heaven. It's about a relationship with God. Heaven is a wonderful byproduct, and it beats hell, you know, and, 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 and so forth. But, but, but God didn't, it, it isn't about heaven. It's about that relationship with him. Rick Joyner, I heard him say the other day, and I hadn't heard him for a long time, but he said something, and it just burns in me. He said, God has very few friends. And I believe that. I believe God himself has very few friends. I believe God has a lot of people that ask him for things. God has a lot of people that uh, beg him for things. God has a lot of people that he helps. But, but God wants to be your friend. And I'm just determined. God, I'm going to be your friend. I, I want to be in your presence. And, and for everyone, I want to say, God doesn't just love you. He likes you. 
<laughs> you know, we, we have to remember, God created us. We're all different. We're all very different. But that's what God did. He, and so many times we beat ourselves up because we're different than someone else. But God loves you. He loves you the way you are. And, and when you get to heaven, he's not going to say, I wish you were more, you'd have been more like Billy Graham. Or I wish you'd have been more like Mother Teresa. He's going to say, I wish you'd have been more like you. I wish you'd have been just like you. And so many times we're, try, we're just a cheap imitation of someone else. What is that old saying? We're all born originals, but most of us die a copy, you know. And, and so we don't want to do that. So uh, the, there's a couple of scriptures here. He says um, in John 15, for example, he says, I no longer am calling you servants because servants don't understand what their master is thinking and planning. No, I've named you friends because I've let you in on everything I've heard from the Father. So this thing we're dealing with is a friendship. And there's so many scriptures about pleasure. Jesus said, you are my friends if you do whatever I tell you. In other words, God wants to be intimately involved in our everyday lives. I can't tell you how many times I've just... Uh, but just talking to my wife, we're just having a conversation, and all of a sudden, something we're saying, the Holy Spirit would just, whoop, he'll come in the room, he'll just bear witness, saying, God, you're listening to us. And he kind of says, well, duh, you know, but, but yeah, he's there all the time, he's 24-7, he is involved in our lives, and so many times we stiff-harm him, and we miss the point. This isn't about uh, getting a place in heaven, it's about getting into more of God's heart. He says uh, that in Philippians 2.13, he said, God himself is working in you to do his good pleasure. Think about it. God created us, among other reasons, I believe he gets great pleasure. I believe he gets great pleasure in that relationship we have with him. He says in John 12.32, or Luke 12.32, Do not fear, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. I was... I didn't ever understand this. I grew up in uh, Nebraska. I grew up in a uh, farm, uh, but I grew up in, we had to go to the, the Baptist church like four times a week. I, you, you, it kind of redefines boredom sometimes, but there, there, it was just like a thing. But you, and so many churches are that way. You could set a watch by when they do things because there's no Holy Spirit. It's just like we do this at this time, we do that at that time. I remember years ago, you know, everybody, every, at a certain time in every meeting, how many want prayer for their unsaved loved ones? And then one guy, one day he says, how many want prayer for their unloved saved ones? And, and uh, he, but it, I just, some, sometimes it just breaks it up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Um, but uh, he says in Ephesians 1, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. The good pleasure of his will, Ephesians 1, 5. And then Ephesians 1.9, having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself. Hebrews 10, now the just shall live by faith, but anyone who draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. In other words, God said, I intend to have pleasure with you. I like you. I like the way you are. I, I like the way I've created you. And so... Uh, John 3.16, according to the message, this is how much God loved the world. He gave his son, his one and only son, and this is why, so that no one need to be destroyed. By believing in him, anyone 
anyone can have a whole and everlasting life. And then I like John 3, 17. I always remember Tebow, he, he always had John 3, 16 on his, under his, when he played football. And I, I always wish he had a larger face because if, if he could have had John 3, 17 there too, I think it would have looked good. But, but John 3, 17 says, God did not go into all the trouble of sending his son merely to point an accusing finger at the world and how bad it was, but he came to help. He came to put the world right side up again. God did not send his son to condemn anybody. God's not mad at anyone. All wrath, all punishment, all is all been taken out on Jesus. So now we can enjoy the good news of the gospel, which means God has called us into a relationship with him. He wants that relationship to grow, to develop. I remember when I was years ago at the University of Nebraska and I had been to a, first of all, graduate from high school. I, a uh, few weeks after high school, I was in a funeral service. My closest, dearest friend drowned accidentally. We both hated church, and, and, but, but he was a believer, and I was a believer, uh, you know, because we both had to go to church, but, and we knew enough, you know. But it was during his funeral service that a, the pastor, who I found out later was a closet charismatic, spirit-filled, tongue-praying guy, you know. And, but he preached under the anointing, and I'll never forget how he, he pointed my, to my friend's casket, and he said, uh, Tom's not the tragedy. He said, you're the tragedy. He pointed to all those high school kids. He said, if you don't know Jesus Christ. And it was so loving, and I felt the love of God. It was real. I can still feel it today. First time I'd ever felt it. And I began to search, and as soon as I began to search, God led me across the paths of people who were spirit-filled, who wanted more. If you want to please God, just say, God, make me more hungry. Just that song we're singing, God, give me more, give me more. That pleases God. But then I was going to the University of Nebraska and, and uh, revival broke out. And there's this move of God. And every Tuesday night, I think it was, we had just scads of, of college students come. We called it the Prayer and Praise Fellowship. And just kids come from everywhere. One girl in a big sorority, she came in and she gave her heart to the Lord. And then a few weeks later, she told me, she said, man, I fell into sin. I got messed up. And she said, I went back to the Lord and said, I said, Lord, I'm sorry. Lord, am I not doing things right? And she said, he spoke to her. And he said to her, honey, just keep in touch. And I thought, that's the nature of God. I want to say this. God's a sweetheart. He's a sweetie pie. The Holy Spirit is the most, he's the most user-friendly, most, he's a, he's a sweetie pie. He is on this earth to help us. And, you know, so many times we think God sent his son to die for us. You know, what does that mean anyway? God sent his son, God had a son, you know. But, but you know, you think about it. If God wanted to save humanity, he, he couldn't die. God's God, he couldn't die. So the only way he could save us is letting his son die. He came in the form of God. He acted just like God. He represented God. He was God. He was crucified. God didn't have to do that. But he came in the form just like us. Lived without sin. Lived with it. I don't know how. He depended on God just like we do. But then he was crucified. When I was here several months ago, I was teaching about, you know, on Sunday morning, I think it was about this revelation God gave me that, that he wants us, he's always trying to get us to receive. God wants us to receive. 
Bible says first in John chapter 1, he came into his own and his own what? Received him not. Most people don't receive him. The world doesn't receive him. The Jewish people didn't receive him. But then it said, but as many as received him, he gave the power to become the sons of God. So God's always trying to give to us. You can look out in the sky and see the Big Dipper, the Small Dipper. God's always ready to pour out. He just wants to pour out. Stephen went right before they killed him. He said, you always resist the Holy Spirit just like your fathers did. But there's, there's something in mankind that resists him, but he's trying to always give to us. Jesus sat on the side of the mountain uh, over Jerusalem, and he said, oh, Jerusalem, how I would have gathered you like a mother hen gathers her chicks. I just want it, but you wouldn't receive. You wouldn't receive. So we have to realize everything about God, 24-7, he's trying to give to you. He's trying to give you encouragement. Think about the gift of prophecy where, where he says in 1 uh, Corinthians, he says, pursue love but earnestly desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. He who speaks in tongues speaks mysteries, but he who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, comfort. That's the nature of God to you. He wants to edify you. He wants to encourage you. He wants to exhort you. He wants to comfort you. He's a loving God. He wants us to walk with him. There's nothing that blesses me more than, than when I'm going through something hard and somebody somewhere will text me and say, man, I've had you on my mind. I've had you on my mind. And, and it just does something to you. Hey, God's my friend. When I pray to God, I, 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 I just, God, I just want to talk to you. Forget all the religious stuff. Now, it's interesting about what God says about the world. But even, and this is 2 Corinthians 4, verse 3. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this world has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. For we do not preach ourselves, but we... Uh, but Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves are bondservants, before it is God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. In other words, we represent him. In other words, God's saying, I got light in you to, to shine on the world. It's not you can't produce it, but the light in you is shining on the world. But it's interesting. How many agree with me the devil's a good liar? Personally, I believe the devil has no power. Because if Jesus said, all power has been given to me, how much does that leave the devil? But he is a liar. And he's a good liar. I believe the devil has lied to this world. Because most people, if you say, come to church, they're going to say, oh, the roof would fall in. And I always say, we have hard hats. Uh, but, 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 but the point is, uh, most people's attitude, God would never accept me. Most people think, I deserve hell. Or they might say, I don't want some God telling me what to do. I've done so many bad things, God would never accept me. A lot of people have the image of the church lady. Well, isn't that special? You know, they, they have this religious thing. God would never accept me. No, the devil has deceived most people to think that. God doesn't accept you. You're too bad. You're too far gone. You're too messed up. And so people just say, oh, what the heck? Have you ever eaten a bad, a cheer? If any, anybody ever... You say there's a bag of Oreos on the table, and you thought, man, I'm trying to watch my weight, but I guess I'll eat one. 
And it's so good, and you think, I'll have another. Then you think, man, I feel bad for doing that, so I guess I'll just eat the whole bag. You know, and, and, that's, and that's kind of what you do. That's what sin does. It says, what's the use? Why should I care? And, and, and that's what we do. Most people think, I've done so bad, God would never accept me. That is a lie. God has already accepted you. He doesn't just love you. He likes you. But what happens to ch Christians get lied to too? God's disappointed in me. Every Christian thinks, well, God's disappointed in me. I failed him. I know I don't pray enough. I know I don't read the Bible enough. I know I don't witness enough. I think he's still mad at some of the sins I committed a long time ago. He thinks I have an odd-shaped head, you know. All these, all these things. We were deceived. But all the time God says, hey, I want fellowship with you. I want to talk to you. I want to have a conversation with you. You know, I've said many times how Jesus, and I was reading through the New Testament years ago, and I, I just saw this. Jesus never, ever prayed for anyone publicly. He said to people, uh, take up your bed and walk. Go your way, your son's healed. He spit on one guy, which I'm going to try later this morning. But, but, he, uh, but, but, but he never stopped and prayed for anyone. But he never told you to pray for anyone. He says, as you go, heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead. Freely as you've received, freely give. Even in Mark 16, he said, the, the, the believers shall lay hands on the sick and they will recover. In other words, there's not a, it's not the prayer, it's your relationship with God that makes it happen. Jesus didn't have to pray because he already had a relationship with God. He prayed all the time early in the morning, but when he got on among people, he was in such relationship with God that he says, be healed, take up your bed and walk, and, and, and your son's well, and, and so forth. And that's the way he wants us to be. That we can deliver the word. We can, we can look at somebody and, and, and just say, God bless you, and they're going to feel it. <laughs> we can say, peace be unto you, and the peace of God is, is going to wipe them out. Hallelujah. I had a, this is a couple months ago, but I was working so hard and ministry-wise, spiritual things. Just working, 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 and, and just busy, too busy. Nothing, that never happens to you, but, but I was just too busy. And this guy from Waco, Texas called me. And he said, Steve, my wife and I have been praying for you this morning. And he said, God gave us a word for you. And he said, do you want to hear it? And I says, maybe. And, and he says, he, he, <laughs> but he says, the Lord told us to tell you he misses you. And I thought, wow, because I'm thinking I'm doing all this stuff for God, and God's saying, hey, you're not in my presence. I miss that fellowship. And many times why it's so important to pray early in the day or even to have a specific place to pray daily. God's talking all day long, but sometimes it's good to just, most of all the time it's good to start out your day and just have a place say, God, I'm just going to get some input here. I just want some input. I just want to receive. Give us this day our daily bread. And, and so we, we, I just want to receive. And many times God's, I think God shows up to, to talk to us and we're not there. He said, I'm here. I was here. Where were you? <laughs> you know, and we should have these divine appointments, you know, this time. Or, or, and, but, and then, of course, pray without ceasing, be in his presence all day long. But uh, the, I wrote down a few things about that. Number one, having, have a specific place and a time to pray. I, I've always called a car 
is a prayer closet with a steering wheel. Uh, you, you, uh, it's a good place to pray. Just, just, just pray. Don't close your eyes, but, but pray. Uh, and then all of us, we have to do this because God wants to be our friend. You have to shake off the feeling of condemnation. God's mad at me. God's disappointed. You know, and, and that's why I've said for years, I've said when I pray, the first thing I do is I plead guilty. And it's so encouraging because it saves 20 minutes right there. And, and, and I just, you know, in other words, don't do the religious thing. Just say, God, I'm here to love on you. I just want to crawl up in your lap. I love Romans 8. It says in the message, 8 1, it says, With the arrival of Jesus the Messiah, the fateful dilemma is resolved. Those who enter into Christ being here on us no longer have to live under a continuous, low lying black cloud. A new power is in operation. The spirit of life in Christ, like a strong wind, has magnificently cleared the air, freeing you from a faded lifetime of brutal tyranny at the hands of sin and death. God went for the juggler when he sent his own son. He didn't deal with the problem as something remote and unimportant. In his son Jesus, he personally took on the human condition, entered the disordered mass of struggling humanity in order to set it right once and for all. The law code, weak as it was, uh, fractured by human nature, could have never done that. The law ends up being a band-aid, he said. And I love Romans 8.4 because it said the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us. Not by reading the Bible through in a year, but that Romans 8.4, that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk in the flesh, but walk in the Spirit. What does God want you to do? Just walk in the Spirit. Just listen to the Holy Spirit. Just be in tune with the Holy Spirit. Just to love Him and, let, and become His friend. Number three thing, be convinced God wants to talk to you. If you have a question, if you need direction, James 1.5 said, if any man wants to know what God wants him to do, if he needs wisdom, he says, let him come to God. And God will not reproach him, and God will generously talk to him. I don't care what question you have to ask the Lord, the Holy Spirit will talk to you. I had a guy the other day text me, and he said, you prophesied to me six, eight months ago that God was going to do something wonderful in my job. He said, I just got to tell you. He said, they just gave me a 20% raise, put, gave me a huge promotion. <clears throat> and I'm reading the text. And as I'm reading the text, the Holy Spirit just said, there's more to come. And I just texted him back. And he said, oh, good. Uh, a few weeks later, he texted me again. He said, the same thing happened to my wife. She just got promoted, got a huge raise, and so forth. But the Holy Spirit's always talking. And you know, it's always good news. It's always good news. This friend of mine, pastors in Seattle, and Dennis Sawyer, and I was up there a number of times, but one day, uh, he was taking him to the airport, and he said, Steve, I've heard God audibly twice in my life. And, uh, and as he's telling me this, I said, really? And, and, and I can't, he told me both incidences, but I can only remember the one because it just tickled me. But he said, I was, I, I was on, in the car alone and I had to drive up to a little minister's conference about an hour or two north of Seattle. And he said, on the way there, he said, I, I got hungry and I pulled into the parking lot of this roadside diner. And he says, I walk in there and he said, the diner was 100% empty, not one person in there. So he said, I walked over and sat down. The waitress came up and she threw a menu down. And on the menu, there was a, pictures. And the picture was these waffles and this whipped cream and all this stuff. And uh, 
He just said, I'll take that. About 10 minutes later, <clears throat> the waitress comes back, identical to the picture. She just lays it down there and says, there you are. She walks away back to the kitchen. He bows his head to pray. And he said, Steve, there was no one in the building, no one in the room. And he said, as I'm praying, Lord, bless this food. He said, the Holy Spirit audibly spoke. You've got to be kidding. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> I, love, I love the Holy Spirit. He's so practical, you know. <clears throat> but uh, another thing, so be convinced God wants to talk to you. He said, if you, if you lack wisdom, James 1.5, ask God. He won't reproach you. He won't resent it. But he said, when you pray, ask in faith. Because don't be double-minded. What's double-minded? It means you have two minds. I have one mind that thinks God loves me, and I have another mind that thinks God is disappointed in me. You know? That's as simple as that. I have one mind that says, I, I, I really know God will talk to me. This other mind says, well, I don't feel worthy. It's a lie. So you have to have one mind. And he said, if you have one mind, be convinced. God wants to talk to you. And don't be like a double-minded, because you're going to be like a wave and toss, like a boat tossed in the sea, and you won't hear anything. Wow. So... Another, another thing is include him in your conversations. Because, I mean, I can't tell you, like I said a few minutes ago, it's amazing how the Holy Spirit will interrupt your thoughts. He wants to be intricately involved in your life. And it's amazing how smart he is. It's amazing when you get a checking, there's a reason for that checking. And the, the, I've, I've even been booking airline tickets and the Lord told me not to take a certain flight and later found out that flight was canceled. And this is weeks ahead. He knew the flight was going to be canceled. I'm going to wait for the applause to stop and then I'll keep going. <clears throat> and, <clears throat> and then, but uh, number five, acknowledge him when he provides something. Uh, a couple months ago I was in Lowe's and I, I, had, I had to buy an HDMI cord and I went over to that section with all these wires there and I, I needed a certain type because the guy was working on something in my house and, and I, just, I just stood there saying, Holy Spirit, I need to know which cord to buy. I'm just standing looking. And a young man who was a customer, not a clerk, he was a customer, he walked over. He's about 30 years old and, and he, he just said, Sir, you need to buy that one right there. I said, Really? He said, Yeah. And he walked away. I thought, Well, thank you, Lord. And, and, and I, I've had so many experiences like that where, you know, like the other day we... I need a drugstore. I'm in St. Louis. I don't know where anything is and just, and there, all of a sudden there it is. It just appears, you know. And, and, and then number seven, or number six, stop trying to perform. I want to tell you something about performance. God is not impressed. You don't read the word because you want to impress God. You read the word because you want to get to know him. You don't pray so you can say, well, I put in my time. That's like saying to your spouse, well, we're married. Guess we ought to hold hands. Want to kiss a while? You know, you know, it, it, you know I got to do this. No, you don't have to, you get to. <laughs> and don't hype God. Don't get religious, get honest. Charles Simpson told me years ago how he was he was a Baptist preacher and he got spirit filled, but he said, man, I couldn't lay down cigarettes. I just couldn't. He said, I tried everything to stop smoking. And he said, one day I got so frustrated. He just said, I told the Lord, Lord, I love tobacco. 
I love the way it feels. I love the way it smells. I love the way it tastes. God, if they'd make tobacco sandwiches, I would eat them. And, and, uh, and, and he said that. And as soon as he said that, he said the desire left him instantly. He said, I never again had any desire. But there was something about being honest. Just say, God, I can't do it. I, I want to do it. I can't do it. And, and that, will, that will happen. Anyway, when I got saved, the devil, and I know the devil lied to me. But he said, you're going to lose all your friends. And I did. Yeah. But now, and we can all say the same thing. Yeah, lost all my friends. But now I've got friends all over the world. God says you're going to, the devil says you're going to lose your friends, but he doesn't tell you. God's going to give you a whole bunch of new friends. Wow. So God's a, God's a comforter. I can't tell you how many times, literally every morning I wake up, and I'll hear a song. Many times I'll hear a hymn. Many times I'll hear uh, a familiar song. One time I was going through a real hard place and I just felt so hopeless and I woke up hearing that Rogers and Hammerstein, Oh, what a beautiful morning. Oh, what a beautiful day. I've got a wonderful feeling. Everything's going my way. It was like the Holy Spirit was singing it to me. Within two or three days, everything went perfectly. One time I was trying to make a huge decision, and it was a big decision, and, and I, got, I said, God, you've got to help me. I've got to know I'm hearing you. And I, I, heard him, I, woke, I heard him singing, just like he's singing to me. Something tells me I'm in for something good. <laughs> I didn't know the Lord liked Herman and the Hermits, but it was a... But, but, but the, and many times it's a spiritual song. It's a chorus here, you know. Uh, you know, you'll hear song, but, but the Holy Spirit is a communicator. He's talking to us all the time. A lot of times we just flippantly ignore it. We call it a coincidence. He said, no, 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 yeah, I, I'm, here to, I'm here to be your friend. I get among preachers many times, and, and, and they start hyping me. I hype, and, and I, I want to say, I, I want to come to your church, but, and I'd love to come to preach in your church, but I just want to be your friend first. Let's stop the politics, and let's stop all this stuff, and and then there's some, sometimes when preachers and, and Christians get among cliques. They, they get cliquish. And, and they, one friend of mine, he's a pastor, and, and he, he just preaches evangelism all the time, evangelism all the time. And so there's this guy who told me, he said, I, 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 can you, Steve, can you help me find a church? And I told him about my friend's church. This church talks evangelism, evangelism, evangelism. And so my friend went there. Sunday, nobody talked to him. He went there again. He, ended up, he said, Steve, I went 14 Sundays in a row and no one would talk to me. Now, they're all talking, but they're talking to each other. And I think as a Christian, as you have a responsibility, you stand in the house of God, you better be looking around. Who is there? Who is there? You need to be scoping. You need to be scanning because somebody needs a friend. Somebody needs to know they're loved. Sometimes we just, just somebody needs to know they're acknowledged, they're important. That's the way God feels. And, and sometimes if you just, if you just, Smile at somebody if you just talk to them. Ask them a question. Lie to them. Tell them what they're wearing looks good. You know, something like that. <clears throat> but, but, uh, but anyway, there's, there's this wonderful God that is out there to help us. He's an encourager. I'll end up with this, but in First John, or John, First John 1 says, Our motive... Uh, from the first day we were there taking it all in we heard it with our own ears saw it with our eyes verified it with our own hands 
the word of life appeared right before our eyes. We saw it happen. Now we're telling you in the most sober prose that what we witnessed was incredibly this. The infinite life of God himself took shape before us. We saw it. We heard it. And now we're telling you so you can experience it along with us. This experience of communion with the Father and his Son, Jesus Christ. Then he says, our motive is simply this. We want you to enjoy this too. Your joy will double our joy. In the New King James it says, That which we have seen and heard we declare to you, that, we, that you also may have fellowship with, and, with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you, that your joy may be full. Wow. So I don't know about you, but I'm determined to be God's friend. You know, some people get their shorts in a knot over praying in tongues, but I want to tell you what praying in tongues is. It's a love language. If you're loving on God, you don't have the words to express. But praise God for that prayer language. Wow. Wow. God wants us to receive. God wants us to stay in fellowship with Him. And, and you know, among everything else, it's fun. It's fun. Because God always has, he'll, he'll nudge you where to eat, where to shop. He'll direct our steps. I think that's my favorite scripture in the world. The steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. God's not keeping track of the times you miss up. He just wants you to fellowship with him. And you know what? The good news of the gospel is he's paid everything. It's all done. There's nothing you can do to add to it. When he, when he hung on the cross, he didn't say it's to be continued. He said it's finished. It's completely complete. I've paid it all. Now come to you, my friend. Come and fellowship with me. Stop beating yourself up. Start enjoying my presence. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Let's just lift our hands to him a second. Lord, we just thank you. We exalt your name this morning. We exalt your wonderful name. Lord, we thank you that we can be your friend. We thank you that we can enjoy you. We thank you, Lord, for your wonderful truth this way. We praise you, God. We praise you. We praise you. We praise you. We praise you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we just, we just welcome you to just minister to people right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We don't have as much time as... We'll have more time this evening, but I want to just do this for a minute. Um want those that, uh, it seems like there's at least four people here that have, a lot of people have back pain, probably half of you, but there's four people it seems like your back pain is so extreme, extreme back pain. And if you're one of those four, you're, I just want you to walk down here, just stand right here, and I'm just going to pray with you a second, and God's going to heal it. God's going to take care of you. Also, I just failed again. Uh, Jerry, we prayed for your stomach last night. I feel like we're going to pray again. If you can come up here with us and and there's there should be two or three other people that have stomach issues that God's going to just heal this morning and I just felt we're just going to give you another treatment here 
but if you're, if you're one of those that have stomach, don't be shy. This is, we're among friends, and I'm not going to do anything but let God love you. So, um, stomach issues? Okay. And we just want to bless you. Praise God. So, Lord, we thank you for healing stomach issues. And are you, are you the back pain ones? All of you? Stomach. Stomach? Okay. Stomach. You have a lot of back pain here? Your wife, okay. And your back pain. You just had a spinal fusion. Okay. Well, the Holy Spirit is just saying he's going to heal this today. So we just agree with you. It's, just, it's going to be amazing. It really is. What is your name? Diana? Let's all agree. Just stretch your hook toward Diana a second. Lord, we just thank you. That you're healing, Diana. You're healing her today. That God, she does not have to suffer one more day. And we apply the blood. We apply the good news of the gospel. We apply, God, your strength and your love to Diana. And Lord, we just know. And you know what scripture I hear for you? He's going to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that you're asking and thinking right now. So, Lord, we thank you for Diana. We thank you, Lord. And there's been a... a, there's been a resistance against you. There's been like a black cloud, and that thing is dispelling, and uh, you're going to taste the sweetness of God. But this, um, whatever trial you've been through, it's over. Praise God, it's over. Praise God. And Lord, we pray for Gary's wife. What's her name? Laura. Lord, we just pray for Laura right now. We just send the word that, God, she can be free of this back pain once and for all. Once and for all. Once and for all. God, we just send the word to her. And God, we ask you to give her a fresh revelation of you. Lord, I just see a lot of walls that God's going to be tearing down. They're going to crumble. God, every wall that she's built up in her mind, we just command them to go, wow, do I feel that. Thank you, Lord. And Gary, I feel the Lord saying that God is up to something good. He's up to something good about your future. Hallelujah. You're getting ready to be rewarded. I don't know what God's going to do, but you're getting ready to be rewarded for some things you've, you've done in the name of the Lord. And uh, not, on, not in heaven, but on earth, you're going to get rewarded. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And what's your name? Dolores, my granddaughter. Your granddaughter. Three. She's incredible pain. Incredible pain. A three-year-old. So let's all... A tumor in her spine. A tumor in her spine. So everybody just agree. Stick your hand this way. Lord, we just pray. What's her name? McKenna. McKenna. Lord, we just pray for McKenna. Lord, we send the word right now. We command that tumor to shrink and dry up. And we command this back to be healed, O oh God, in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow. God's really doing a work in that dad, too. That dad. What's his name? Chris. Chris. Oh, man. God's working. Don't you worry. God's working in that man. Yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. Is this about your stomach? Your first name? And your back. Monica. Lord, we just agree with Monica today. We agree that her back is healed. Her stomach's healed. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for the work you're doing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, I just see fruit growing everywhere. I just see the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And you're going to get your heart's desire. Uh, but there's things growing. <laughs> They're just, God's letting things grow. And fruits come. Uh, there, there's, 
it's like harvest coming. That's the only way I can say it. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you again for Yuki. We thank you, Lord, to bless her with this perfect healing in her stomach and anywhere else she hurts. Oh, God, we just thank you, thank you, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. What, what's this about for you? You're back. What's your name? Eva. Eva. Let's all just agree with the Lord and with Eva. Lord, we just agree. We agree for the power of the living God. We agree for the power, the power, the power of the Holy Spirit to heal Eva today. God, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I see God filling your mouth with words. And I, I just see God using you more. And I just see such an encouraging word. And there's a lot of negative people around you. There's a, there's a lot of negative conversation. But God's going to put a word in your mouth. And it's going to nullify these things. And you're going to feel lifted up high above every circumstance. And you're going to think, I see you saying, Eva, these things don't touch me anymore. They don't bother me anymore because you're in a higher realm. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. For, it's the stomach, right? Lord, we just thank you for that perfect 100% healing. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Heard this scripture, weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Hallelujah. Get ready for some joy. Hallelujah. Well, Lord, again, we thank you for healing Jerry. Oh, God, we just thank you. You know, Jerry, I hear this sentence. God's going to lengthen your days. He's just going to lengthen them. And, Lord, we just declare she's healed in her body, mind, soul, and spirit. Lord, this stomach is so healed. Hallelujah. And I just feel everything about God's going to continue to give you quality of life. Hallelujah. Wow, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And what's your name? Sherry. Lord, we just pray for Sherry today. We pray for her. It's your stomach, right? Yes, your stomach and your back. God, we just declare that Sherry today, you're loving on her. You're healing her. And I feel like your sleep has been hard too. And we just declare peace and the river of God to flow. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. There's a real important decision coming up, and God's going to give you his mind. God's going to give you his thoughts, and you're going to make the right decision. Praise God. You are, you are, you are. And God's already ahead of you. Hallelujah. It's almost like he loves you. All right? <laughs> Praise God. Your name is? Jordan. Jordan. Lord, we thank, we thank you for touching Jordan. Is, is there stomach? Lord God, just touch him in Jesus' name. Touch him in Jesus' name. Let him be 100% perfectly healed. And let that Jordan River flow through him, oh God. Amen. Amen. Is this your stomach here? It's my lower back. My your lower back. Bone. Your tailbone. God, we just agree that this pain goes. It dissolves once and for all. We thank you for it. 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 Wow. You know, I know you love the Lord and you love the Bible, but I see you just getting stuff from God, especially in the Word, just reading the Word and, and the Lord just, I don't just showing you stuff. It's just so real to me right now. So, so just let Him love on you. Hallelujah. And Pastor, I just, I just have felt today, God, we just thank you for Pastor and Leslie. We just thank you. You know, you've been in war, a lot of war, and there's a, uh, you, know, the, you know the scripture, no weapon formed against you will prosper. But there's a, there, there's a, there's an airborneness. There's a lifting God's going to do, and uh, it's like you've you've been tested. 
but you've passed the test and and the Lord is catapulting you and and it's going to be faster than you think it's going to be better than you think but I see people being unshackled as I'm standing here I just see it in the spirit I see people being unshackled I see they're they're just they're being just like you see people with shackles on they're just being ripped off and there's a freedom coming the middle the middle name the banner over this church is going to be freedom 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 hallelujah, hallelujah. and yes the devil's worried and yes the enemy has opposed but the, but this this house of god is in a new place it's going to be a place of celebration and uh, i just see amazing victories and amazing healings and miracles but but freedom freedom from bondage hallelujah things are going to happen Sometimes you'll say in three weeks God did more than in three years. It just got, you just, I see it happening. Hallelujah. There is a release on this house of God. There is, there is, there is, there is. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Um, we, uh, real quickly, I know that I'm past the time, but the, we prayed for some people last night that could not sleep, and it seems like there's five or six that weren't here. You have trouble sleeping through the night. You'll just run up here and stand right here. And your first name again. Kelly. No. You know, I just feel so good about you guys, but I, I, just, uh, I just feel God is getting ready to use you more and do more with you, like your instruments in his hand. And there's a fulfilling that God's going to do about words that were spoken to you years ago and, and things that have not come to pass yet, but they will. And there is a, it, I just see you like these tools in God's hand that he can use as he pleases. But he's going to remove obstacles. He's going to remove things that would hinder and just order your steps and put you in the place. But there, he's positioning you. He's going to give you a platform. He's going to make it happen. So don't get too comfortable. Hallelujah. That's what I've got to say. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we agree for sleep. We agree for peace. We agree for rest. And this is going to be a part of your past. Hallelujah. Lord, this girl is going to sleep, sleep, sleep in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Not only that, this girl is going to preach the gospel. This girl is going to declare the word of the Lord. This girl is going to be a fisher of men. This girl is going to be a soul reacher. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. What's your first name? Chris. Chris. Lord, we bless Chris with the gift of sleep today. Lord, we bless him that he'll sleep soundly and deep. And, and you know, Chris, I see God positioning things in your life. I see God like rearranging things and there's been like there's been like I just see several months of a lot of frustration and so forth but there's there the, you're it's all good it's all you're in good hands God's in charge God's in control and he's positioning everything and he's going to use your life as it pleases him for his pleasure so don't be worried about circumstances don't even consider circumstances just say I'm in the will of God and I'm snug as a bug as a, in a rug, all right? Praise God. Thank you, Lord. First name is? Gina. Lord, we bless Gina that she will sleep. Lord, she will sleep. Lord, she will sleep deep and she will sleep satisfied, oh God. We declare, oh God, that, you know, I just see so many questions answered. So many things haven't happened the way you wanted. But I see the Lord satisfying you. 
and, and, and again, fulfilling your desires and just he, your life. There's not going to be one need you, you, leave un, you have unmet. There's not going to be one prayer unanswered. There's not going to be one thing where you feel like I lack. You are being brought into the place where you're saying, God has satisfied every single part of my life. Hallelujah. Your first name again. Sarah. Lord, we bless Sarah today. We bless her with sleep and peace and rest, O oh God. Lord, that starting tonight when she lays down, that she will sleep through the night without interruption. We declare, we declare it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, to bless Sarah. You know, I just feel this, a lot of this has been the enemy, but I, you know, the scripture says that he is under our feet. He's under his feet and he's under our feet. And, and you're going to have peace and rest and sleep in Jesus' name. First name. Lord, we bless Jason today with the gift of sleep, the gift of rest. Oh God, we bless him with the freedom, the freedom to sleep. I see a lot of goals. I see a lot of goals you're aiming for. And, and God's going to just so clarify <clears throat> uh, what to aim for and what not to aim for. And, and you're going to feel, Jason, like I've never had such a closeness with God. I've never had such a friendship with God. I've never had felt God so much in charge and control of my life. And he, all your life, he'll show you what to aim for. It's not your agenda, it's his. It's not your will, it's his. But he's going to be so good to you that way. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And your daughter, too, has trouble sleeping. What's your name? My name's daughter, Lydia. Lydia. God, we just agree for Lydia, the daughter right now, that she will sleep. We rebuke this torment. We rebuke the enemy. We declare the presence of the living God. I see angels all around her in her bedroom. So God, we thank you just to let those angels minister to her, give her sleep in Jesus' name. Do you have trouble sleeping as well? Lord, we agree that sleep will be amazing. We agree in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, I just see like butter. You know, you, know, you can butter gets so soft. That's, it's just like it's going to be easy. God's going to make it as easy as cutting butter. Hallelujah. First name? Shirley. Lord, we bless Shirley today. We bless her with, you know what I see, Shirley? God feeds you. God talks to you. God gives you his thoughts. God gives you things all the time. And there's going to just, uh, he just wants you to be reminded of that. He feeds you. And Lord, bless her with sleep and bless her with peace. And Lord, don't disturb her sleep when you talk to her. <laughs> God has a habit of waking us up sometimes, but Lord, just let her sleep and get all the sleep she needs so she can wake up refreshed. <clears throat> and if she wakes up, just hit her with a sledgehammer so she'll go back. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen, amen. I feel this, I feel this love of God, but I want to tell you, you're, the, the hard places, the, 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 you've been like on a, on a headwind. And the hard places is melting. Literally, spring is coming in your life. Spring is coming in your life. Wonderful changes are coming about. Wonderful changes are coming about. So you just trust the Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for my, my brother Phil and Danuta. Lord, we just thank you for them. And we thank you, Lord, for their... You know, I just see God doing so many things for you. I see God answering so many prayers. I see God goes before you and makes that crooked way straight. 
and, and there's more to come. And, and I just feel that there's something about this year where you're going to slip more and more into your niche. You're going to taste a new effectiveness. You're going to taste a, uh, where you, you're going to feel so plugged in. This is what God has us on this earth for. This is why we're on this earth. And, and uh, things are uh, concerning your work and everything. It's like there's good news coming. And there's, the, uh, the, there, there's a smoothness God's going to do in your path. And you're, you're going to have more fun than you've ever had. You really are. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And I, I pray for my sister. I don't, probably can't pronounce your name. Oshida. Osh, Oshida. Lord, we thank you for, she's from Lithuania. Lord, we thank you for Oshida today. We thank you, Lord. You know, I see the Lord giving you a piece of the action. I see God using you in a specific way. And in his hand on your life that will, you're going to do your part. You're significant to God. And there, there is such a significance on your life that you're going to be able to say, God gave me a part. He gave me a part of what he was doing. I'm included. And I want to tell you, there's so many things, Oshida, that God is going to just like take out of your hands and then he's going to put things back in your hands. And you are going to know that you are being directed by God himself and he is in charge. I want to tell you, starting today, you're going to feel so much like my life does not belong to me. God himself is in charge. But I want to tell you, his promise to you today is you're included and you're going to be a part of what he's doing and you're not going to miss one good thing. And he's going to take care of all these concerns and all these worries and I just hear the Lord saying, if you worry, you're wasting your time because I've already got you covered. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So, I got to repent for going too long. Pastor uh, will probably do this, but I just want to say, I've determined this. I want to be God's friend. How many, how many can say that too? I, I just want to be your friend. I don't want to use you, God. I don't want you just to be somebody who answers. I want to be your buddy. I want to be your friend. And I believe God hears us all. If you're here this morning and you've never received the Lord, this is a real good time to take that transaction. He died for you. All you have to do is receive. So praise God. Amen. Wow. I think um, we've experienced the presence of the Lord from the moment we walked in. Uh, God is here, and uh, we're going to uh, just kind of press the pause button here for a moment.